Welcome to Shotgun Sports USA. I'm your host, Justin Barker, and I talk to shotgun shooters from all over the world in every discipline, as well as coaches, gun clubs, target setters, vendors, and industry-leading companies that fuel the sport. Check us out online at ShotgunSportsUSA.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. Shotgun Sports USA is powered by Winchester Ammunition, the American legend. Also brought to you by Ultimate Shooting Accessories, Rick Hemingway's Promatic Trap Sales, Sound Gear Phantom, Comp and Choke, Clay Shooter Supply, Clay Target Vision, and Cole Gunsmithing. My guest on the show today proved exactly what she was capable of this past week in Italy at the 2022 World FITAS Championship. I'm glad she set a few minutes aside to join me after a busy and exciting week. Please welcome to the show, Ashley Little. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. How does it sound that you are now the 2022 Ladies World FITAS champion? Pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. Uh, I always wanted to achieve this. Um, it it's just kind of blows my mind that it happened now, especially just there's just a lot of things going on in my life outside of shooting that <laughs> it just you know, you, you don't, you don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but that's when things happen when you least expect it. And so it's, it's really, really surreal. I know it was a long week in Italy and with the difference in time changes and everything else that goes along with being in a different country, you have to be glad that it's over, but you also have to be glad that it happened. For sure. Six hour time difference, uh, for me as an East coaster, you know, some of the guys that come from the West coast, you're tacking two or three hours more. So it's even a, a bigger deal. Luckily, I've, I've been fortunate fortunate enough to do some overseas traveling, and so I, I travel pretty well, but uh, <laughs> as I get older, it, it's <laughs> you start to feel a little bit more. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's, that's it's really unbelievable, the performance that you, you put on. And it, to correct me if I'm wrong, was the top three ladies all from the USA? They were. Yeah. Really, really impressive. The USA ladies just absolutely came out and really represented it. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly how I expected them to, you know, I think it's so hard to win here in the States because of the caliber of, of women that are shooting mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody showed that on the world stage. So I'm super, super proud of everybody for doing that. Yeah. And you went over as an, just an individual, you weren't on the team this year, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more sweet. And I think your parents were with you, right? I got to see it. They too. were, they yeah. were. Yeah, for sure. They definitely, uh, weren't going to miss that. You know, I travel with my dad a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely old enough to do it on my own but it's something that we really enjoy doing together and going to italy of course my mom said oh well, i want i want to go so <laughs> i was really really fortunate to have both of them there and you know they've really supported me and everything that i've done and you know <laughs> pulled a lot of practice for me over the years and gone to a lot of tournaments and you know bunch of lessons and things like that so it made it really really sweet to have them there yeah we'll get back into what all you did over there in just a minute but i kind of want you to introduce yourself okay um a lot of people know who you are now for sure but for those that don't know who you are just introduce yourself how old you are where you're from what you do stuff like that 
Um, Ashley Little. I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I am 33 years old. Um, I am uh, involved in uh, utility scale solar. So we build uh, solar plants all across the country, somewhere between 500 and 2,000 acre acre fields. So that's kind of what I do on a day-to-day. That's my day job. And uh, I love to hunt and fish. And that's kind of how I ended up into the sporting clays world. It's kind of an evolution of can't you can't go hunt something every single day, but still wanted to be outside. And sporting clays kind of fed some of that desire to uh, be outside and pulling the trigger. Solar panels. Tell me the deal with this. So it is uh, a huge market right now. Um, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Years ago, um, we were just really building these for utilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in Florida, that'd be like Florida Power and Light or, you know, other, just like your local utilities that you would have, Southern Power in Georgia, ex- you know, examples like that. Right. Um, but recently, it's really interesting. All the big petroleum companies now have major renewable arms. So you're talking British Petroleum, Shell, Chevron. So these things are being built by utilities. They're being built by uh, developers, which in our world, we would call them uh, uh, IPPs, independent power producers, um, and just developers. So it's a huge, huge market. Um, and then, you know, they sell them, uh, they sell a tax credits uh, to off takers and people like eBay and McDonald's and things like that. So it's a huge, huge business. It's, it's, uh, it's a young business. It's actually, um, you know, a lot of people used to see wind a lot. Um, but the issue right. with wind is that it really can only be used in certain certain places. Solar, the technology has just gotten so much better over the years. Uh, the silicon wafers and the panels are just they're just, you know, three or four years ago we were building pan we were building uh, plants with solar panels that were 300, 250, 300 watts. Now they're you know five or six hundred. So in three or four years they've doubled in their efficiency. So it's a huge, huge market. And now the you know the next big thing is batteries. And so they're going to put batteries there. And so you know when it's not light, um, you know you can you can store that energy and push it onto the grid. So it's a huge, huge industry. And actually one that I never really saw myself in. I actually started off building buildings mm-hmm. in Miami and so forth. And so like Fort Lauderdale Airport, if you flown into Southwest Terminal. Uh, my dad and I were involved in building that cruise ship terminals, high rises in Miami, those kind of things. But, you know, you go where the opportunity is and this is a huge market. So it's super interesting. It's it's kind of funny to me because I never thought that I would see this, you know, and, and I ride down the road now and see solar panels on people's roofs. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And now how, oh, yeah. for example, just give me an example, a big field. You said there are hundreds of acres. How much power does that produce? What will that run? Is that hard to say? So we're building a job in Louisiana and it is uh, like 2,100 acres. It's, wow. it's uh, 346 megawatts. So that'll power, I think it's like 215,000 homes. <laughs> wow. So it's that's, a lot. That's crazy. And yeah. So tell me about this uh, engineering news and report. Yeah. So a few years ago in 2020, um, I was lucky enough to be named um, one of the, what they call it the top 20 under the age of 40 in the United States. So somehow uh, they must have had a s- small pool that year, but I got selected as, you know, top 20 um, kind of young, young people in the, in the, just all of the construction industry. And so this is a, it was a big, uh, big honor to be recognized 
yeah. uh, by them for sure. You went to school for this, I'm sure. I did. I went to the University of Florida. I studied uh, construction management. Uh, you know, like I said, aspirations of building big buildings and mm-hmm. things like that. And I did that for many, many years. And um, I'm loving what we're doing now, building solar. And I'm lucky enough, I get to do it day in and day out with my dad and my brother and then some of our really close friends. Um, actually, we we have, uh, you might know James Plumley. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really good shooter from Illinois. He actually works with us also. Nice. So we get to work with a lot of a lot of friends. Yeah, well, good. All right, let's get back to shooting. So you started early age 12 is that right that's right yep just going my dad going to the skeet fields you know he's super out into the outdoors and wanted myself and my brother to, you know to enjoy that and so we would just go shoot skeet here and there and you know just real recreational nothing nothing crazy by any means i'm sure that you know back when you were young you went to shoot clays just because of hunting you know let's go practice bird season exactly yeah. exactly there was no intention of you know, shooting, shooting clays all the time. It was just, you know, you need to practice up. We're going to dove seasons coming up. You need to be able to hit some birds. Yeah. All right. So you're, you shoot left-handed now you started out shooting right-handed. What's the deal with that? I, <laughs> well, when I was learning to shoot when I was, you know, 10 or 12 years old, you know, my, my dad had a gun, gun safe full of right-handed guns mm-hmm. and he knew I was left eye dominant, but you know, hey, she's just going to do this recreationally, not a big deal, shoot right-handed. So that's just what I did, you know. Um, and then when I graduated college in 2011 and I wanted to start, you know, shooting kind of competitively, obviously I just kept shooting right-handed. It's what I've done forever. And it was, uh, <laughs> it, was what, it was very interesting. I was very inconsistent. So on Saturday I would go to a tournament and I'd shoot a good score you know, an 80, 85, whatever, uh, you know, nice score, right? feeling pretty good. Sunday, the next day I'd go out and I would shoot like 15 or 20 birds lower and it would happen over and over again. And sometimes it was the opposite. It wasn't always, you know, Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes it would flip. Right. And so everybody was like, is she a head case? Like what's going on? <laughs> and we finally realized, and I think it was John Woolley that realized that what I was doing, I was trying to be a fashionista and I was changing my hat. I was wearing a different hat on Saturday and Sunday. I was changing it up because I wanted to match my outfit. I wanted to look good yeah. to what I was wearing. And it had to do with, I was wearing a hat that had enough curvature that it would block my left eye when I mounted the gun and push the dominance to the right side. And when I didn't wear that hat that had as much curvature, the left eye was taking over. So it wasn't that I was a head case. It was, I was so left eye dominant that if I wasn't occluding it, you know, I, I was, you know, obviously super struggling on kind of straight away or trap type trap targets and teal. How did you, how did you figure that out? Because that's, you must've done some real digging to figure that out. Well, I don't think I figured it out. I'm pretty sure it was John Woolley. Okay. (laughs) So I was struggling one day in Nashville. John Woolley happened to be on my squad. And my dad went up to John Woolley. At the time, I'd been shooting uh, with Wendell Cherry. He was my brother's coach mm-hmm. um, previously. And so I'd shot with him, you know, here and there whenever he would come to Florida. And, you know, Wendell's long way, he, you know, is based out of Nashville. And my dad knew that Woolley was in uh, North Florida. And he right. said, hey, you know, Ashley's struggling a little bit. Can, can you come, come help her? So we went up there. And the first thing he did is, you know, he looked at the eye dominance and he said, you are very left eye dominant. You need to switch hands. <laughs> and 
my dad and I both looked at each other and said, well, that ain't happening. At the time, like I'd been shooting pretty well. I, you know, won a few things at nationals and, you know, just, I was having some success, you know, winning a few events here and there. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm not going to switch hands. Like I'm pretty good the way I am. And it kind of was almost like, Hey, you're either going to give me a lesson right-handed or we're leaving type deal. Like we're not entertaining that. And Willie said, well, let me watch you shoot a little bit more. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're, you're pretty good right-handed. So we just kept shooting that way. And, you know, a year or so later, uh, I think it was, I want to say this was, I think it was in 2014 after nationals. And I just had a really good year. I had been to, um, on Team USA, we had gone to Portugal. I had done very well at nationals. I think I had won fee task for ladies there. So I've been shooting good. I show up to Oki Finoki, and John is there and Mike Leupold. Mm-hmm. And they basically staged a coup and said, you're switching to left-handed today. <laughs> and I'm like, we've gone over this. I'm not switching. And John said, listen, you are... I've talked to Wendell because I, 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 I go to both John and Wendell for instruction right. and you go, we've talked and you're, you're basically at your potential if you stay right-handed and as competitive as you are and type A that you are and wanting to do the best that you can, you're never going to be satisfied um, staying right-handed. If you go to left-handed, your potential is really as far as you, you know, would want to be as long as you want to take it. And so I said, okay, and that started the whole journey. So Mike Lupul was there. He actually, they made me a pattern stock, you know, Mike Lupul's with SNS plus. Right. And so they made me a pattern stock right then and there. Um, and just started trying to shoot left-handed. And let me tell you, very painful. I, I tell anybody now, if anybody comes up to me and says, you know, my, my son or daughter is, this dominant but they shoot the other way you know they don't want to switch or i always tell them you're better off to learn off your dominant eye it'll save you a lot of pain and frustration <laughs> down the yeah. line yeah and you you know you've mentioned that you were on team usa shooting right-handed i mean you've yeah you won a fee task at nationals you won the cake up at nationals i think you won something in florida what sporting and fee task champion lady ladies oh, yeah. in florida yeah i, mean, I had a bun- i've won a bunch of you know, titles in florida and yeah, it, it was just kind of crazy. It was kind of, uh, as Wendell would say, it was really gutsy to change. Yeah. Um, but they both they both uh, compelled my competitive side and just said, if you want to be, you want to be great, as as Wooly would say, if you want to be a world champion one day, you have to switch. And that's pretty much all I needed to hear. Okay, so you pick up the gun or, or change the stock and start shooting left handed, and then what happens? <laughs> well. I wish it was as simple as that. It was very, very painful. Uh, I could not open the gun left-handed. Um, you know, I thought I knew how to look at a target properly. I had to relearn everything. Everything you do is different. How you stand, um, your whole points are different. Everything is different. Um, how you compete, just, just everything is different. So it took me, oh, I don't know. I would say seven or eight months my scores were starting to come back you know pretty close and then after about eight months my scores were better than they were right-handed and during that time I still went to like I still traveled and went to all the regionals 
Um, and you want to talk about being humbled, you know, when you're used to shooting in the eighties and you're shooting sixties and seventies, yeah, super humbling. And I actually think that that made me a better competitor because I learned to deal with adversity and failure. Like that is super, super humbling to be competitive one day and then not the next. I, I haven't known you to be right-handed because I didn't, I got in after you did. So I've always thought you shot left-handed, which is pretty interesting to me that you, you changed. Well, if you, if you see me shoot and open the gun, let's just say my uh, ability to catch the shells and hit the bucket because <laughs> I'm catching them left-handed is not so good because I do everything else in my life. Right. Right-handed. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. You know, I don't know that anybody would have changed after, after winning the kind of stuff you have, you know, you were on the PSCA. I mean, people that get on the PSCA, they're pretty good. So then you just go switch left-handed because John Willie tells you, you're going to be a, if you want to be a world champion, you got to do it. And guess what? You're a world champion. So let's give John a round of applause for that. (laughs) Yeah, he was right. I don't like to say that to very many people, but he was right. And, you know, John and Wendell were on the same page and, you know, John really is, did a lot of the early work and really building back the fund, fundamentals. And, uh, you know, Wendell, Wendell helped to refine and, and from there. But, you know, really, I, I, owe, I owe a lot to them to, you know, making me change. A lot of people wouldn't have pushed me to do that. That's amazing. And then you've gone on to win not only the world championship, but what else have you won since you've been left-handed that stands out in your mind? I've won... Um, I think two Beretta cups, which is, uh, for those that don't know in fee test, that's like the, it's a worldwide ranking, mm-hmm. uh, for the year, uh, for shooting. So I'm really proud of that. Um, because it just encompasses, you know, it's just on a bigger scale. All right. Um, I've been close at nationals. I think I finished sec- second two or three times. Haven't been able to close that one yet. That one's still on the list. Um, won quite a few regionals uh on the fetas side um worlds is definitely the biggest one i actually was talking (laughs) to wendell last night and he said you know you've been very close for many you know on on so many big major tournaments and you know you 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 put it together and you won the biggest one there is (laughs) yeah so he was kind of laughing about that as far as other things you i mean you i'm gonna post your winnings on this episode in the show notes because it's i've told you i said it's unbelievable at the stuff that you've won that i had no idea that you've won you know i mean four-time usa fetas member you know that's after you switch left-handed you know 12 12 lady champion events event wins at nationals i mean it's just unbelievable that at the stuff that you've accomplished after switching i would have just thought you know switching left-handed you know i can't even pick up a gun left-handed you know, it's, I mean, I can't, well, do, I can't do anything left-handed. I hear you. I was, I was in the same boat, but you know, when you, you put your mind to it and you know, you can do it. And it just took a lot of repetition to make it feel natural gun mounts and just committing to it. Yeah. And that's really what it took. So let's talk about hunting. You said you like to hunt and fish. Tell me about this. Oh, yeah. what, what kind of hunting do you like to do and where have you been? Oh, I like it all. I like it all. I shoot a lot of quail uh, every year. I think last year my dad and I shoot shot over two thousand uh, quail together. Mm. 
so we love to wing shoot. We've been to Argentina quite a few times, um, been to Africa on safari, uh, f- I don't know, four or five times. What are you going over there uh, for? Love to planes game. Um, I went three years ago to try to, uh, kill a Buffalo, went to the Caprivi for eight days. I didn't even see a Buffalo. I leave cause I had to go back to work. My brother and dad both kill Buffalo. So that's still on my list. <laughs> uh, but I kill a lot of planes game and uh yeah i love it i love going to africa um love to white-tailed deer hunt and one of the things i think is pretty interesting that not everybody gets to do is living in florida we get to go gator hunting and we love to gator hunt and we do a lot of it i would uh, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah i'm way out on that i'd like to go watch it i don't want to get close <laughs> to them things well this isn't like this isn't like swamp people, you know, where they're hanging a chicken on a tree and, you know, pulling up to it, those kind of things. No, we're going hand-to-hand combat. We are, what we're running up hand-to-hand combat, basically. So the way that we do it is, is we run, uh, on a truck on, on kind of the levees out in these, uh, these areas that they designate. And we basically spot and stalk for these things. So we're taking binoculars out there. We're glassing. We see we see one that we like, and we get out of the truck and we take uh, kind of surf rods with big treble hooks on it and weights, and then we we stock up on them, and we we cast for them. So we're snagging them. So we we cast cast the treble hook over their back. Mm-hmm. We snag them, and then we go and we f- put a john boat in the water, and we basically what will happen is a big gator will go. And you're not going to pull a 10 or 12 foot alligator to the, sh- to the shore. Like you're not going to do that, nor do you want to do that. It's super dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we get in a John boat, a big gator will go and bury himself on, on the, on the bottom of the, uh, of the canal. And so you'll use, you'll use that to get over top of them and you'll have a boat with three or four guys in there and you'll just start trying to, you'll, you'll throw another hook down there and try to snag, get a couple hooks in them. And then you start bringing them up and then we bang stick them right there on the head, which, so it is, it, it gets to be real exciting real quick. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's cool. I mean, that sounds neat, but I, I'm telling you, he'd end up biting my arm off. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to put anything important <laughs> near the edge of the boat. That's for sure. Wow. That's, but we, that's we kill cool. a lot of alligators. We do uh wounded warrior outdoor hunts with those guys. We, we host, uh, we try to do two a year. We've probably had over 60 warriors come. And so it's a big passion of ours and we love to do it. It's really, really fun. That's neat. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's talk about Italy for a minute. So your trip over there, you get there when, what day you get there? I got there Sunday afternoon. Sunday. So you stayed all week. Yep. All right. And how, how was it? I mean, just kind of, kind of give me a, and me and everybody else listening a rundown of how it was. I mean, how was the weather? How was the shooting? How was the targets? Well, it was, it was hot. I'll say that probably one of the warmest world speed tests that I've shot. Uh, the temperatures were hovering right around a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I think pushing over that on some days. So really, really warm. Uh, I'm pretty equipped for it being, being from Florida. Um, although it was pretty, this was a dry heat over there. It's not nearly as humid as it is here. So the Europeans, uh, it was real toasty for those guys. So really, really hot. It had really nice terrain. Um, the grounds that it was on had it was right next to a mine and so it looked like kind of some of the, some of the layouts actually overlaid um it looks like this used to be like maybe an older part maybe of the mine 
-hmm. And so they were throwing targets off these huge uh, cliffs and embankments. So really, really impressive. Um, it's just, it's unlike the topo that we would see or the, or, you know, the, the land that we have in Florida. So you're shooting a lot of things below your feet. You're shooting, um, you know, kind of like awful little ravines or cliffs and things like that. Um, they threw a driven bird off of a top of a cliff that I don't know, was probably 200 feet or more uh, tall. It was really nice targets. Um, they threw a lot of flash targets. I saw that. Um, probably one or two per layout this year, which was um, new. And I thought that was really cool. It, it gave you some really nice photos. And I thought that was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. You don't normally see that very often. But overall, I thought the targets were, you know, were nice. They weren't overly, overly far. There were a few birds that were, um, that were, that were far, but just, a, it's just a, a nice variety. Yeah. Yeah. How was the food? Uh, you know, I'm going to ask everybody how the food was. How was the food? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, the only, the only complaint I have is, is I like to eat early and go to bed early and places don't even open till 730. So, and you know, it's a. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a two hour dinner type ordeal, but it was good. No complaints from my side. Well, seven thirty. I mean, if you want to go to bed at seven thirty, Ashley, I think. <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, nine, nine thirty would be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The, I had talked to some people that were over there and they said they had to change hotels because the air that the hotel didn't have any air. Well, I'll tell you my hotel had air. So yeah, you gotta be careful when you go to Europe, you gotta make sure you get, you get AC cause that's, that is optional yeah. when you go there. Yeah. How'd your dad shoot over there? He didn't shoot. He, really? he, uh, he, he just came to watch. Um, the thing is with world feed task, and this is, this is why world feed test is one of my favorite shoots is when you shoot a world feed task, it's randomly squatted. Mm -hmm. So you can't say, Oh, I want to shoot with this person or this person it doesn't work that way. So you don't know, you don't know your schedule and you don't know who you're shooting with until the opening ceremony is Wednesday night. So the night before you get, you pick up your bib, your shooter number and your schedule and you get to meet, you know, you get to see who you're shooting with. That's what's so fun about it is that you don't know who you're shooting with. And so you show up and you know, you're going to shoot with, you know, usually people from five other countries. That's what makes it cool. You're meeting new people from all over the world, making friends from all over the world. Every time you go, how, how much different are the refs over there? Are they more strict than you see over here? Uh, I, it depends on the year. It depends on who comes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember there were stories from a couple of years ago on one of the world feed tests. Uh, some of the guys were sticklers or sticklers for the line. You got to make sure when you go over there that you have a line on your vest. Uh, one year they were drawing lines on your shirt or your vest in Sharpie, <laughs> not chalk Sharpie. <laughs> They wanted you to keep it on there, didn't they? But no, I didn't. I actually, nobody in my squad or anything got warnings or anything like that. So, uh, no events from my squads. So you leave, you come back Sunday, I guess you get your trophy. When did you, when did you come back Monday? Monday morning. Yeah. 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 So we left Monday morning, got in, uh, Monday night. Nice. Now you're back at work, right? Back at it. You bet. Yeah. You bet. So are you pay the bills, you know, you going to the, the regional up at Northbrook. I am. I am. Good. It's, uh, right, right around the corner. 
Yeah. But I think it, uh, I always look forward to going to North, Northbrook. Uh, I love that club. One of my favorite clubs in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett does a great job, always throws great targets. He's not afraid to sling it out there. And I like that. I do too. And every time I've been up there, it's always been, a, everything's been perfect from, I say that a lot, but I mean it, you know, I go to a lot of these clubs and they do it just, they do it right. So, I mean, it's, yeah. and, and Brett's for sure. He's one of them that, that does it right. So. What's 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 the next big tournament that you want to get? Nationals, U.S. Open. What is it? Yeah, I I want to get nationals. I've been close. I think I've finished second like three times in the last like five years. So I'd like to get that. Um, that one's on the list, and I'd like to get a U.S. Open again. I finished I finished second a time or two also there. So I'd like to do that. For years, I've always kind of been known. People have kind of known me as, oh, she's a pretty good V-test shooter. Um, not as good in the sporting, but I worked really hard in the last year or so to really improve that. And so I really want to get uh, a big sporting win. I don't normally ask people this, but tell me, what what are you shooting? A blazer? Is that what you shoot? I shoot a blazer, yep. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. what ammunition are you using? Whatever I can get, really. Um, I like to shoot a, a shell around 1250. Um <laughs> not crazy i don't i don't need something super fast or anything like that just kind of middle of the road you shoot one ounce all the time i'm assuming uh yeah yeah what do you think about the winchester ladies cup i think it's great um i think the support's um amazing and you know i hope that people see you know see the women in the sport and and it it encourages others i think it's great when you see things like uh in florida we have the honey bells which is introducing other women into you know getting them comfortable with shooting. I think it's great. I think, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of room and I, I love it. The competition has just gotten so much stronger over the last couple of years. It's making ele- everybody elevate. And so I think it's great. Well, Ashley, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you spending some time with me and congratulations on your win. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on and, uh, it's, uh, listened to the show for a long time. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, look for, I'll see you in, at uh, Northbrook in, in a couple weeks. You bet. You bet. 